2: Hey everyone, Kelly Lee here, and this is Testimony Tuesday with yet another amazing episode we cannot wait to share with you. Our guest today is Becoming Colleen. You need to look her up and her awesome work for the Lord. She's a really, really talented singer-songwriter, and she's going to share with us today a story of forgiveness and forgiveness is such a difficult thing, but it is commanded of us in the Bible. It's so, so important to the Lord. And so as you guys know, we always talk about revelation 12 verse 11, which says, and they overcame him, meaning Satan and his minions and everything that he tries to throw at us, especially as children, (laughs) we overcome it by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And testimonies are so important because When we speak them, there's healing in our words and there's also healing for somebody out there. There's somebody out there that's going through that exact situation that could run into this podcast and be like, that's me. I identify with that definitely. So welcome, sister. Hi. She's all the way from Italy. Hi, Kelly. How are you? God bless you. God bless you. I'm so excited to have you. It's so like it's so amazing that we can do this, right? Like <laughs> good to see you. It, it yeah. truly is. So Colleen's been featured in the magazine a few times, and you can hear her work on Music Lovers Radio. You gotta check out her latest single, which is called Surrender. Surrender. During the time when you sent me surrender, I'm telling you, I heard the word surrender about 50 times. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. I heard it 50 times, and everywhere I went, I was hearing surrender. And then you sent me an email, hey, here's my latest single, surrender. I'm like, okay, Lord, surrender. I get it.
3: that's the holy spirit for you
2: (laughs) amen he's always gonna just like keep reminding you like hello (laughs) i'm still telling you the same thing
3: confirmation everywhere
2: yeah everywhere you look until you do (laughs) (laughs) so Colleen is going to share a story about her uh family member in particular her mother and her Time as a child and growing up and trying to forgive, trying to forgive, trying to forgive, not really knowing that the Lord was on her side and he was with her the entire time. Um, Situations with uh, mothers in particular for daughters can be very, very difficult. I know I myself have had my challenges with my mother growing up and, um, you know, as an adult, It's amazing how the Lord was just like, one day, (laughs) he was just like, you got to go back home six hours away because you left her there and you got to forgive her. Because I feel like we always try to run.
3: I know. I ran all the way from Trinidad in Tobago to America. I know. I
2: did run. I know. I think we always try to do that, but then it's like when we face those challenges with him, that's who is getting us through it. You
3: just have to come full circle. That's
2: it. That's it. It's true. It has to. It has to. And it has to get to that point, right? For me, um, it was, um, I was six hours away and my sister was calling me. And my phone was on silent, and she said, I've, I've been trying to call you. She finally got me, and she said, I've been trying to call you all night. Mom's in the hospital. And I was like, what? And the Lord was like, go home and forgive. Yeah. Because know. we never want to be in a situation where we have regrets, right? Where, like, it's no longer an opportunity to say I'm sorry. It's no longer an opportunity to overcome it
3: yes but I think not only that because there are um there have been many times in my life when I tried to get you know get close to my mom but there was obviously something a barrier there that was not caused by me
1: mm-hmm. she must
3: have her own challenges I don't know what it is but I am the eldest of 3 mm-hmm. And I have a sister that's one year younger than I am. And a brother that's 11 years younger than I am. Oh, wow. And ever since I was little, I had this love for my dad. I don't know why, you know, girls yeah. with their degrees, I just had, and but what happened is I also have his face. Right. Very, very similar. And when I was little, I would imitate him. Mm. I would. I had, you know, gesticulate like him. I have a way of turning my head to the side, just like him, you know. Yeah. And these things would irritate her because they did not have a good relationship, right? You no, know, they did not have a good relationship. So I don't actually know if, you know, she would see him and me, which <laughs> I think that would happen, but um, she would punish me for it, you wow. know, and physical punishment. And a lot of mental torment as well. Wow. You know, you would think that um, parents that go to church would not actually have certain behaviors. Mm-hmm. But I grew up with parents always going to church, you know. Mm. My parents singing in the choir and singing in the group. And we were right. on church, church all the time. And But in my house, there was a lot of mental torment. Mm-hmm. My mom was very cruel to me. She would the strange, I'll just share like a little snippet of so you can understand. My father was um a superintendent of the police, so a very high level police officer. Right. And he was also the one of the wor- the worship leaders. So he would mm-hmm. come home from work, toot the horn, mm-hmm. my mom would go to the car and off they would go to church to do quiet practice and things like that. Right. Knowing that as she he tooted the horn for her to come out of the house, she would say, "I'm coming," rush back to my room, tie me up. Oh my gosh, tie me to the chair like this oh or God that, gosh. and go to church. Wow. And then when when my dad when we were pulling up after church, my grandmother, my mom's mom, would come over and untie me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. And you know, when why, the, why did she do that though? Like why, what was the purpose of? Um, I don't know. I, you know, now that I'm older and I've looked into it, I really think she had a borderline personality. I really, yeah. 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 I think, that. Yeah. I think um, I've, I've been to therapy actually because you know, there were mm-hmm. certain things that I did not understand. I could not understand why. Yeah. And, Funnily enough, she would tell me that my back was um, curved and she would be doing it for my good so that my shoulders would be straight. But, you know, at the time I did not have curved shoulders at all. You know, Mm -hmm. for many years I modeled, you know, so that I could not have had had curved shoulders. But my sister did. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, My sister did. And things like she did not like and my sister, she would punish me for. It. it was a very, very, very strange situation.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, and my I, dad never knew. He never did. So like when he would be coming back from church parking the car, she would run back inside, untie me, and told me not to tell. So, you know, and yeah. then you grow up um protecting the abuser, which was my mom, because not not that you that I, I was aware of it, it's just that. It was almost as though I did not want my dad to suffer knowing, so I wouldn't tell him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Did you? Did he ever find out though, or he still like doesn't know?
3: He d- knows now because I did mm-hmm. speak about it when um you know, after I wrote one of my songs, I did speak about that because I right. wanted little girls in my same situation. Yes, if felt that a parent was abusing them. You know, especially like if it was a mother figure, because many times people don't really imagine mothers abusing. You
2: yeah, know? it's true. It's true. And yeah, so they, I, they're,
3: they're supposed to girls, be nurturing, right? But that's yeah. not always the situation. Yeah. So I wanted little girls to know that they could tell someone. And if they felt that they could not tell uh, a relative or their dad, then they could go to teacher. They could and yeah. then keep on telling until someone believed them. You know, because people did know, Some yeah, of my and everything. But I came from a family that was well known, yeah. so yeah, like I actually do anything because they yeah. were a well-known family. You know, uh-huh. so, yeah, that's so
2: difficult. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um, in my situation, I was the youngest of three girls, and. um, the the enemy has always been after me. Let's just put it that way. Since conception, the enemy has been after me. Um My mom uh, was on birth control when she got pregnant with me, and she didn't know she was pregnant for about five months. And she had been taking birth control for five months. And um she kept asking her doctor over and over again, like, I, I think that I'm pregnant. This is my third one. You know, I kind of know the way you feel when you're pregnant. And he kept saying, no, no, you're not. And they kept doing tests and nothing. And then at five months, they said, "Um, you're pregnant and you should not continue the pregnancy because your baby is going to be this and your baby is going to be that and blah, 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 blah. And my mom stood on, like my mom was a Catholic at the time. And um, my mom was like, like I'm just going to pray and my mom is going to pray and everything's going to be okay. But she had so much stress in the nine months of carrying me that she actually has taken that out on me for years and years. And um, I came out 100% fine, normal, nothing, not a thing wrong with me. Um, but But she, she was always against me, always against me. And it was, it was a secret too, because it was only when no one else was around.
3: I know. Only
2: when no one, and, and still to this day, I live six hours away from her, so I don't have to deal with it. But still to this day, as soon as my dad leaves the house, as soon as my dad goes to have a nap, as soon as my dad goes to bed, I know it's going to start. I know. Uh, And I have forgiven her, yet she continues to this day. (laughs) But it's one thing to forgive, but you've got to keep on
3: forgiving too. Yes. You know, um, I spent many, many years of my life, you know, trying with my mom because... She had this kind of character where she could remember things from 30 years ago and punish, <laughs> punish me for them wow. 30, day, 30 years after. I mean, like some nonsensical thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Something that another parent would be, it would just be like something a child does. But for her, it was like the world was coming crashing down on her and she had to like punish, you know? And. Wow. They were very rigid because she was like a vice principal of a school, an elementary school. So, mm-hmm. you know, had to do very well in school. Mm-hmm. And of the three of us, I was the um, highly strong one because I was always afraid. You know, you, yeah. never, you never knew what could actually set her off. So I was always highly strong, always had like stomach aches, always very, very shy because I'm very tall. I'm uh-huh. uh, sick. So Five, eleven and a half. Always. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Always having to sing because she would make me sing uh, with my sister. My sister was very extroverted, loved singing, loved writing songs, and I was introverted, very shy, did Mm -hmm. not want to sing, get headaches and fever and crying and 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 sore throats and did not want to sing and Mm -hmm. but had to sing. So just the fact that I did not want to sing was atrocious in itself for her, you know, and do like singing competitions or things like that. And that would irritate her that one sister was so brilliant, you know, had a photographic memory and so forth. And me being even the eldest elder, you know, at the time my brother wasn't born yet, but I wasn't retiring. It's like when I was very little, I was very vivacious but as time grew on, came I was growing eight, nine, ten years old. Then I, my whole character started changing because right. because I was being abused. So you know, you kind of I was like retiring into myself. Yeah. So yeah. at the time, you know, my parents called me Simone. Mm-hmm. You know, I call yeah. myself Colleen now, but yeah. I, you know, my home name was Simone, and my right. school name was Colleen. Right. And I just. Uh, I just remember always never knowing what could trigger situations and it would always happen when my dad was leaving the house as, as he left the house. And I remember my mom once, you know, she was upset with me about something. And for the whole week she threatened me with beatings and she would show me, she actually went and got a rope that they would tie like cows with, They know these really fibrous ropes. Yeah, She tied it together with knots. And she would show me that during the week. When your dad goes to church, this is for you. When your dad will not be here on Sunday, Saturday, he goes to choir practice. This is for you. And I would be terrified. I would literally be terrified. I would be telling my dad... Dad, can I come with you? Daddy, would I come with you? And he's like, You cannot come. But he would be annoyed that I was asking him, you know, he didn't yeah. know what was happening. Yeah. But, you know, so I would be tr- begging him to go, but he would not understand why I wanted to because I knew that something was going to happen to me. You yeah.
2: Know?
3: Definitely. So years and years of being afraid, but outwardly, people didn't know. Mm-hmm. People. Look at our family and wish that they were like us.
2: You yeah. Know? Yeah. Have no idea. It's, until always, I- it's always like that in abusive situations though, where yeah. you put on a show for for anybody who will watch it, and then there's there's a totally different person at home.
3: Yes. There were two times when One time, my dad did find out something because we were supposed to go sing in a concert with um, a group, There's a, a, a choir that we were singing with. And I remember we had gone to church in the morning. I had prepared my clothes afterwards, put my clothes nicely out on the bed so that I know that I'll be ready. And I do not know what happened. My clothes were not there at the time when I was supposed to get dressed. And I was, I just, I don't know how I managed to find the second uniform or whatever it is. Mm. My mom said, if you're not ready, you're not coming. And Mm. she was rushing out the door with my sister, pulling my little brother along, running, you know, trying to make sure that I did not come. I was like five minutes after them. I got a taxi and I went. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I actually arrived there, I could see her face was tremendous. And I knew something was going to happen. When the concert finished through the car door, she was like taking with her shoe with the shoe the heel and hitting me in my face through the window with the shoe heel. I oh know there was a policeman seeing the yeah. scene. But seeing that that policeman knew that my dad was his superior, the policeman did not intervene. He did tell my father though. Yeah. You know, he told my father, but my dad. He he I I don't know how it is that he, I think he spoke to her, but somehow it was as though when people that bully you or abuse um people find out what they're doing, it can actually be worse for you somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to explain yeah. it uh-huh. more than that. You know? Yeah. It's, it's yeah it's as like yeah. if somebody knew about it, I had to be more, I was more afraid because then she would be more vicious because somebody knew. Yeah. So yeah. really horrible, you know. Wow. How, but somehow um, it took me many, many, many years of trying, you know, when I went home to Trinidad, because I live in Italy now, I would go mm-hmm. home um, to see my parents. I would always stay with my dad and not with my mom. So she'd be upset yeah. with me. Uh-huh. So I mean I could not stay. I mean yeah. I would try to stay. I would get through like a day, but I knew like on the second day something would happen. She yeah. would remember something and punish me for it on that day. So I could not, yeah. Could yeah. not physically stay. You know. Yeah, yeah. But for years, years, yes, I would try. I would try. I would try. But something would always happen, and you know, and I, 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 I couldn't stay around her for too long. Yeah. It can be
2: really difficult because because on both sides, it's like all of those old feelings and old things start coming back, right? And you never know when something could happen again. That's the other thing, you know? Um, With me, it's like, I have spent time there. Um, Even recently, I've spent like months there. Um, And there's still there's still something there. There's still some sort of bitterness there. Not on my end, but it comes out in you can do nothing right. If you put the pot on this side of the stove, you're wrong. If you put the pot on this side of the stove, you're still wrong. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> To me, with me, it was being compared to my siblings. You know, uh-huh. my sister was always better at everything. You know, right. and so it was um, you know, you should not compare children. Every child is different. It leaves exactly. big hurt inside that child, and I had very, very low self esteem. Mm-hmm. You know, people did not, mm-hmm. did not know it, but I really did. Yeah. I would not try out for things because I thought that I would fail, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even that, immediately thinking that I'm knowing within myself that I had the capacity, but not trying if it was something where, how shall I explain? Low self-esteem that I've had to battle until now. Yeah. Yeah. Until now, you know? Yeah. Only now. I'm 55 soon. Really? A oh goodness! Year, <laughs> ago, yes. I would I never guess that. that. A little while ago, I started to to know that I can, like, for me, just to even sing. I could not sing "Happy Birthday" to you in front of anybody. Wow! Really? I'm so I was so. Um, afraid of singing in public my mom used to make me sing with my sister from uh-huh. six seven years old until I was 16 and mm-hmm. then when I was 16 I had such a fiasco in front of the whole church that I did not sing again for like more than 25 years ever
2: my goodness cool.
3: so for me to actually write a song and and have it produced and sing it I mean that is a big thing like it
2: you is it is it's that's that's how you overcome though especially with writing i always say like once you write something down on paper it comes out of your head and it goes right onto the paper and there's healing in that
3: i can't actually write a song on my own it's like i literally would hear the words and write those down because i don't know Mm -hmm. that i could write a song exactly no yeah yeah that's it
2: So, um, during, during that time, did you have a lot of conversations with the Lord about your mom?
3: I prayed about, you know, I prayed regarding my mom. I did pray. But it was, it was something that, it was continuous. I could pray but I did not see any remedy. I did not see, I did not, I could not find any help mm-hmm. of any kind. Mm-hmm. The only help that I actually found was when she what three years before she died, mm-hmm. she had Alzheimer's. Right. And then, you know, I would try to go home to see her. Before she had Alzheimer's, I would go. Yeah. We would always be at loggerheads. It was never peace for me, ever, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. But when she, when I found out that she had Alzheimer's, even then, i I was afraid to go because I didn't know what I would find. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I had found out a few days before that, Even in her, you know how people that have Alzheimer's, sometimes they can be manic. They could be saying things, maybe remembering situations. Mm -hmm. You don't know what exactly they're remembering in their mind or if they're imagining things, if not. And in that manic state she was in, it was referred to me that she was thinking of like, Hitting me in my face, cutting my face open, those things that she did when I was when she tried to do when I was little. So I had my flight and I was very, very afraid of going. I did not Mm -hmm. want to I did not want to think about going. But I remember that in my church, this African pastor came. She was a prophet. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she says to me, What's going on between you and your mom? And I was like, Wow. Wow. Yeah, and she says to me, "Whatever it is, you need to go home now and ask her for forgiveness." I was like, "I have to ask her for forgiveness." There is no way in this world that I am going to ask my mom for forgiveness because I have done nothing to her. She has things to me. Yeah, she said to me, "If your mother dies and does not bless you and reverse the curses that she has said over your life." Your life will always be cursed. And I was like, how can I ask? How can I ask her for forgiveness? She said, you need to go now. Oh, wow. And I remember I booked my flight. I was trembling. I was like, I do not know what to do. And she says to me, if she did not give you food to eat, you give her food to eat. If she did not give you things Mm -hmm. to drink, If she did not clothe you, you do all of those things for her, Mm -hmm. and you need to go home and do them now. And I remember so many times my mom would cook for my brother and my sister and herself and not for my dad and me. Wow. When I was little, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She would do things like that to hurt us. Yeah. So the things that this prophet told me resonated with me, Mm -hmm. and I had to go home. I booked my flight. Two days, I was there.
2: Amen that's that's straight from the Lord like that's straight from the Lord and it's like his answer to your prayers didn't come right away but it did come in the form of this is going to be the rest of your life that you're going to have to carry this if you don't deal with it yeah.
3: right now and so I went, it's, it's really it, it, it's uh, my mom's friend picked me up. We went to the hospital and I had prepared, you know, like some, some, some dates with right. with things and things for her to eat. And I bought stuff for him to drink. And mm-hmm. when I walked in, she was shocked. Yeah. She literally froze and looked at me shocked, aghast.
2: Because, because the Bible says when you do good to those who have done you wrong, you wreak coals of fire on their head. That's true. And so as difficult as it is to to do those things and to, it's, it's really, um, it's for her, but it's not for her. It's for you.
3: It's for it was for me. I remember that trip as being life-changing for me because mm-hmm. I was so afraid, Kelly.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. I was so afraid because just as I was leaving, I get this. My mom's friend said to me, Your mom yesterday was saying, you know, if I see Simone, I'm gonna slice her face open and stuff like that. I inside my my heart just like shrank. I was like shrinking inside. I did not know. What will I do when I see her? What can I say when I see her? I was like yeah. terrified.
2: My bad.
3: Walk into that hospital, and I—I I was determined to. I did not know how to tell her, Mom. Please forgive me if I did something wrong. I did not know how to handle that situation, but I knew yeah. that I had to do it. Uh huh. Oh, so it happened on the second day. I would go every day, you know, yeah. to see her during the visiting hours. Mm-hmm. She was happy to see me. But then I could see that that there was some kind of, like, demon in there. They could yeah. see it out at her yep. sometimes. Yep. The way she would glare at me. I mean, one minute she's speaking to me, and then the next minute she's glaring at me. looking yeah. eyes at me sideways, and that would my heart would go cold, you know? Yeah, I I just tried my best and then at that time at a certain point, I just took all my courage and I said, Mom um, I just wanted to tell you that if I've ever done anything to hurt you, please forgive me, I didn't mean it please forgive me for anything that I may have said or done even thought that may have caused you pain Kelly, if I had known that by telling my mom that, I would have done that years ago. This woman That's that used to curse me, she went from like this to this. And she says to me, you know, in the Bible, when they said, blessed are you in the field and blessed you are here and blessed you are there. My mom started blessing me. Oh, my goodness. Wow. People you know, always loved you. You are my firstborn. May God bless you. May God keep you. May this And, that. and I was flabbergasted. Oh my goodness. Wow. I could not believe it. I could not believe it.
2: I Love could that. not believe it. it. So that's amazing though. And that's like the Lord knew that, that would happen when you did that. And that's why that's why he had you do that. As as challenging and as difficult as it can be. And I'll bet that was very challenging. But the Lord goes before us, you know, he goes before us and he makes our path straight. And that's something that when we're in those situations where we are so afraid, it's like there's so much comfort in the fact that he goes before us. He's already there. He already knows what the outcome is going to be. And he wants us healed. At the end of the day, he he wants us to be healed and delivered from those situations.
3: Yes, he does. Um, even so, even though that happened, it took years still because that happened three years before she died. Mm -hmm. But those three years when she had the Alzheimer's, and then we had, you know, she had to be taken to a clinic and all of that. Right. Those three really tough because there were times. When she, in her mind, we, I could not tell where she was, in which period yeah. of life she was living. So there were times when she would be very, very standoffish. Yeah. There were times when she would say things that hurt me very badly. Mm-hmm. And I, I, during those three years, I went often because I'm saying to myself, you know, I need to go often because certainly there would be one time where she will not recognize me anymore, you know? Right. Right. I had to go as often as I could. Yeah. I remember the last time I saw my mom, this was just before she died, just before the COVID. And I, mm-hmm. I thank God. God is merciful. Huh?
2: Yeah. Amen. If she
3: had died during the COVID, then what would we have done? She yeah. died just before COVID. Right. You know, I went home for the last time. I didn't know it was the last time. She was in this clinic. But she did not recognize me at all. You know, and during those three years, I would—I re- remember talking to my family, my sister, my brother, my dad. I said, "We need to fast for mom because if she dies, I was sure that she would go to hell." I mean, like yeah. to me, yeah. yeah, the unforgiveness that was in her heart—I yeah. was so afraid for her soul, for sure, for sure. I was afraid for her soul, you know. So I, I said, "We need to fast and pray for her," you know.
1: Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D dot Yes.
3: And I remember when we went when I went that last time. She did not recognize me at all. Mm-hmm. My her friend took me with her. And you know, I am I'm a spa therapist. I do pedicures and all of that. Right. She's sure. And my mom needed to have her feet taken care of. So I went with all of my instruments. And I remember Aww. every day trying to take care of something for her. Yeah. And you know, she liked the lady that was taking care of her feet. She did not recognize me. Yeah. She liked the lady. So there she is complimenting the lady. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, oh you're so wow. Beautiful. Oh my goodness! Look at you! What a wonderful face you have. She's not knowing that is the same person that she tries to slice my face open with her shawl.
2: Oh
1: she is
3: complimenting me the whole time. She said, "Look at that! You know, she's taking this this court callus off my foot, but she's so gentle. I'm not feeling any pain." That's, and that's the way she was during the hours I was with her. So every day I would try to. She would be always talking about Jesus. Yeah, I knew that the superficial speaking about Jesus was not the fruit that she would demonstrate in her real life. So sure. I was always, so I started saying to her, well, you know, you love Jesus, ma'am. And she said, Oh, I love Jesus. And I, I found the strength. I was like, always asking God to give me an opening yes. to talk to about forgiveness. a uh-huh. lot of time. So she was always talking to her friend, you know, always saying Jesus, Jesus. So I said to her, uh, so you love Jesus. And she said, yes, I do. And I said to her, um, so, you know, that Jesus said that I, I found a way somehow. I was like, you know, Jesus yeah. said that if you do not forgive people that have hurt you, ma'am, then he, can, then he cannot forgive you for your sins. And she's looking me straight in my eyes and saying, that is not true. She was already upset. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, well, you mm-hmm. know, if your, your, your husband has done something that because they have been divorced by that your yeah. ex-husband has done something that you didn't like and hurt your feelings you know you have to forgive if your daughter did something that you didn't like you need to forgive her yeah and she's that is not true and she was living and i was like mm-hmm. yes and i'm doing her feet and i'm massaging her feet but i'm telling you that i'm talking i'm talking yeah. about forgiveness yeah and then um i say to her um Shall we pray about asking God to help you to forgive? And she says to me, No, um, I will do it tomorrow. And she says, Um, I'm talking and talking, and she says, Well, I said, Well, may I pray for you? And she said, Yes. So I started all the way back to praying for her ancestors and praying for, you know, all <laughs> the way <down. laughs> Yeah, yeah,
2: so, start from the beginning.
3: <laughs> and then that prayer finished. She said, "Thank you for this this wonderful timely prayer." And she said, "We'll pray about you know forgiveness, my forgiving people, eventually tomorrow." So I was excited. I went home. I talked to my dad. Went back to the clinic the next day, and she was almost catatonic—nothing there. Oh wow! Nothing. Wow. I was so hurt. I was so upset. I was I was begging God, please let her reckon, please let her speak. Please um, give me yes, another chance. Yes. Please this and please that. I went back to I came back to Italy and my mom was like she was she was not there anymore. Oh wow. So during those months, this was like December when I left. Um. April. The woman from the clinic called me. the The head of the clinic she calls me and said, um, "Your mom wants to talk to you." I was like, "Great!" And she was perfectly fine. She was lucid.
2: My goodness.
3: And so after, so he to, talking to me. I started again. You know, Jesus said, "If you do not forgive people that have hurt you, he, you cannot be forgiven." Yeah. And I spoke and I spoke and I spoke. And she says to me, "Um, okay, so you want to pray?" I was like, "Yeah." So I'm, I'm leaving her in the prayer now, and I'm saying, um, dear Lord Jesus, please help me to forgive. And she's saying, dear Lord Jesus, please help me. But she's not saying, help me to yeah. forgive. Yeah. And that continued for like half an hour.
2: Oh, my goodness.
3: And I continued, and I continued. And she's after a long time, she said, please, Lord Jesus, help me to forgive and I, I led her and helped me to forgive my husband. help me to forgive my daughter. help me to forgive this. Helped me to forgive. I was like trying to remember yeah. where she had broken bridges yeah. with people. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then after this long prayer, she says to me, um, well, do I have to give Jesus some money? What? <laughs> and I said, no, forgiveness is free. Yeah yes forgiveness is free i don't have to give him any money i said no forgiveness is free mom and then after that isn't that incredible and then Um, she says to me um you know i did some really bad things to you and i said but it's all forgiven mom and she's crying now and she says it's all forgiven it's all forgiven i said yes it's all forgiven jesus said Mm -hmm. That we need to forgive. If if we don't forgive, we can't. He we he he can't forgive us, and we can't go to heaven. We want to go to heaven, right? We need to forgive people. And she said, "So you forgive?" And I said, "Yes, I forgive." Yeah. That was the last time my mom was losing. Wow. It never happened again. Wow! Wow! It never mm-hmm. happened at least with me again. Yeah. Ever, ever again. Wow. From April till November, when Thank she. Died. Thank you, Lord, for that opportunity.
2: <sighs> so. Wow. God is good. He is amazing. amazing. Do you know
3: that uh, many times? Sorry, I cut you off. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Many times I've wondered why I went through those things when I was little. I don't understand why it, it hurt me so much. But yeah. then. I realized that it prepared me for things that I've gone through in my adult life, things that I've yeah. gone through with my mom and the loneliness that I felt growing up in my family because my mom loved my brother and sister didn't love me, yeah. stuff like that. Uh-huh. You know, put me aside, ridiculed and stuff like that. It helped me to be in a certain sense resilient. Yeah, it also helped me to know how to um to be by myself. Yes, because had to have situations where I am I am completely surrounded by people but I was alone yes
2: absolutely. Was alone.
3: absolutely and so when when I'm talking about my song one minute when I was literally alone during my pregnancy I completely yes. alone yeah I had to depend you know I had to know how to forged through by myself because I was completely alone. And I knew that if I had not gone through those moments of those long, long years of solitude, I would not have been able to get through that pregnancy at all. For sure. I know I know that for sure. It's like
2: he always prepares us for what lies ahead. You know? Yes, yeah, so, so, it's the beginning from the end, and he knows exactly what you're going to go through. Um, I felt the same way in, in my family because I was so different from them, and it was like an accusation, like, you're so different from us, you know, and it was it was not, not accepted. And um, if it wasn't for me feeling alone during those times, now, for the last 11 years, I have worked alone, just me and the Lord. You know, so, I have a few people helping here and there, but they're not close by. Right? You know, it's me and him. and And that walk with him, you know, he let me know that he was there the whole time. I was never alone. I felt like I was alone. Even now, I still feel like I'm alone sometimes. But he always reminds me that he is right there and he's right next to me. And he's already prepared the way. He's already made the path straight. He's already gone before us. And um, I actually just did on my other podcast, I just did an episode. He goes before us because during those times like when we need to know that he is He's already there. He's already done it. He's already, you know, healed us. He's already, he's already done it. And it's so important to, to remember that, you know, and he's always going to remind us of that.
3: I think of when it says that God can take a mess and turn it into a miracle. It is so true. And then he will give you beauty for ashes. It's so true because I, have I don't know. I, I, I've met, I have this affinity for little girls. I just love them. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. This, I've always wanted, a, you know, to have a daughter. I, have uh-huh. way. I love her, but I've always wanted yeah. a daughter. I always have, I notice little, um, sometimes I can tell if children are going through something. Probably yeah. because I'm through it myself. It's as yeah. though, yes, I don't know how to explain not only with them, also with single moms. I uh-huh. certain points in my life where I would meet single moms all the time with their kids. All the time. God will always put them right in front of me and I knew that I had to help them. Yeah. I, with my story, I would always be... It It's just as though nothing is wasted. It's terrible yeah. to go through things, but it's as though nothing is wasted in the end. It, exactly. The shed will would be something that would be able to make us understand others' pain, that people that are going through the same things that we've yes. been through. Yes. Same things. Yeah. And we're no, like, able to, to understand their pain and to help them, though. Yeah. If, if, we, if we allow ourselves to without getting bitter, then we can do so much for other people.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And there, there are no coincid- coincidences with God. You know, that's the important thing is that he uses all things. He uses the good and he uses the bad, right? Mm -hmm. What we perceive as bad, we have to take and go through and suffer sometimes so that somebody else doesn't have to. It's true. And that's amazing. God is so good, but there are no coincidences. He puts us, in the right place, in the right situations, we just have to be aware of what he's doing in those situations. You know, even just the simplest, simplest things like, like the person, you know, in the morning when I go for a walk, I go, you know, up the trails and, you know, he'll say, pray for that person. True. You don't know why you're praying for that person. But he'll yeah. pray for that person. But he put that person there for that moment yeah. so that you can pray for it. So everything works together. Every single detail, all things work together. Yeah. And Romans um, no, no, no. 8, 28, I love that scripture because it's, it's so true. All things do work together for, for his good, so that he can get the glory, so that he can, and we don't know, like I said, we don't know the reason why we're praying for that person, we don't know, that person doesn't even know we're praying for them, (laughs) but, you know, and we, we won't get to see the outcome of our prayers, but, if he said to do it, obedience, do it, but it's, It's amazing how, like, I'm sure that the Holy Spirit is showing you those situations. Like, hey, this is a single mother. Hey, this is a young girl who's in need. This is a young girl who, you know, just pray for
3: them. It happened today. Just just before I, I went to do a massage, a private massage. And this lady, I've done one massage for her before. I don't know what she's had you know, in her stomach area. Yeah. It's, as though, it's as though she had a lot of surgeries. It's it bumpy. Right. And, and the first time, you know, she was very hesitant to let me touch her stomach. I don't normally massage stomachs, but that day yeah. she allowed me to. And when I was doing it, she was crying. So at the end of a massage, I was there, you know, very gently just, and I was praying and I was asking God, please, would you heal whatever um yeah. wounds that she has, like any wounds in her soul that, these wounds in her stomach may have caused, because I could tell that it was it was not only just physical, something, something really, yeah. really future, yeah. traumatic, really there. So at the end of the massage now, she says to me, is it you or is it somebody guiding you while you're massaging? And I'm like, what do you mean? She says, uh, tell me if it's you or if it's like somebody guiding, something guiding you. I said, well, while I was massaging your stomach, I was praying for you. I was praying for God to heal whatever it is that caused you so much pain in your stomach mm-hmm. area. And maybe, um, you know, inside, of, and our souls, we, they, they are they are um, wounds in our souls if they not yes. heal. Yes. And she was crying and she told me, I felt it. She said to me, it was as though it was a prayer while you were massaging my stomach. And I was like, that oh, is the wow. strangest thing she has oh. ever told me about doing a massage on them. It felt as though it was a prayer on my stomach. Isn't that crazy?
2: Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. That is so good. And that's that's an advantage that you have doing massages because if you lay your hands on the sick, they will be healed. (laughs) It's like, sometimes people don't need to know that you're praying for them right yeah, sometimes
3: yeah. i do pray for them but she 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 made me tell her because i could not tell her it's me i had yeah. to give yeah that's, so sad, you know, that's why because they don't know yeah they don't know yeah
2: that is so beautiful that is so beautiful <laughs> it is it is so so important uh that we forgive though. Um, Just going back to that um, forgiveness is something that I feel like the Lord puts it in my heart. Sometimes it's like, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be upset about something the night before and I wake up in the morning and I, and I just feel his peace. And I feel like he just drops for Like he literally just goes, here's some forgiveness. I'm going to put this in your heart right now so that, you you will think about it but you won't remember it in the same way. You will wow. know you will you will still remember it but you just won't feel the same way about it. And that's he's done that in several situations to the point where when I need to forgive a situation or a person, I'll say can you do that again? <laughs> can you just drop that
3: forgiveness again? <laughs> because I know you've done it I'm going to pray specifically for what you just said, because I have to forgive
2: somebody.
3: i has got to do that for me.
2: Yes. <laughs> Amen. And that's like, that's always my prayer. I'm like, Lord, can you just, you know, that little drop thing that you do? <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice. That's so nice. He's so good. And he, he does it. He does it. But sometimes um, it's really surprised me to the point where, I wasn't expecting to feel that way about it. And then all of a sudden I just do. And I'm like, you did this. Cause this is not me. I would hang on to it forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, he's so good. So, so good. <laughs> that is an awesome, awesome, awesome testimony. Those like this whole episode, like whew, powerful, it's powerful, good. powerful. This is for sometimes,
3: someone. Yeah, I well, I sometimes you don't. I I don't really know. I've gone through oh so many things, like so many or like really heavy stuff. But I don't know how much I can share or how much I cannot share. Yeah. The thing with you is that I think you understood exactly where it was coming from. Amen. You know, Absolutely. it was okay to talk about it, wow. and always if it can help some little girl somewhere. Amen. All faith, any little girls, any little boys, because you know, I thought I was helping little girls until one Japanese man wrote me when I was, you know, when I was doing my music and I was talking yeah. about just those four or five episodes yeah. that I did. Yeah. This Japanese man wrote to me and said to me, Thank you for the forgiveness dead song. Because, because remember, I said, Don't wish them dead. It sounded stupid. Yeah. Yeah. He said to me, he understood exactly what he was saying because he had been in a madhouse for a long time. He had been in a madhouse for a long time because he had been so abused by his parents that he'd gone off. Yeah, And he said that he would wish them dead. But when he heard that song, he understood exactly where I was coming from. And I know that when I wrote that song... Some super Christians told me, oh, you're crazy. You cannot say something like that. And I said, well, that's exactly how I felt, though. So yeah, I yeah, and then of course. All the way across the world wrote me and said, I understand exactly. And he said, people in Japan need to hear that song because in their culture, he said to me, we do not really know about forgiving. We know about harakiri. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, like, yeah. the honor thing. Uh-huh. It's more like and not the forgiveness. He said, "Well, it's really important that my culture understand that forgiveness is important." That's what he told it me. It is. It is. That's, that's a, that was amazing to me. You know. Yeah. Wow. It was like a very superficial song when, in reality, you know. So I was yeah. glad to
2: hear. It. And um, and when when the Lord gives you like gives you a song it's you know there's always going to be people who are going to be like oh you shouldn't be doing that like but the lord gave it to you it has a purpose it has a there's a reason why he gave it to you there's a there's it's for someone this show this this show is for more than one someone i know that much (laughs) and the lord we're planting major seeds and the Lord is going to bring the increase he is going to be the one to make sure that it gets in the right hands and make sure that people are watching and people are just knowing that you know it, it's something that happens to you but it doesn't have to be you know your your life story it, There's there's so much beyond forgiveness there's so much beyond that and that's a big, major hurdle that you have to overcome. But when you do, there's something in it. And um, I said this before on the show, but um, there's a song that uh, that was on our radio a, a couple of years ago. And it, it's called The Storm. And it says, the storm is a ministry. Your biggest storm is what is going to help others is it's what you're meant to be doing it's your
3: purpose you know when I I had uh, God told me to talk well I felt in my spirit five years ago six years ago that I was supposed to speak about why I wrote those songs and it took me like two years to even actually do like the first episode I did not know how to do it yeah. This is like really raw stuff, you know, really yeah. hurtful, painful stuff for me. Yeah. And when when my mom told me that she loved me, did I tell you? Yes, I did tell you. Like my mom said, she loved me. I'm your, um, you know, you're you're my first one. I love you, and yeah. be blessed, be blessed yeah. there. After that, I did not know how to speak about the things in my life anymore. I mean, I just did not know how to articulate them because like when I was talking about my mom before, when, you know, it was not an expose. It was yeah. always trying to be explain a situation in, in, in the most neutral way that I possibly could. Yeah. yeah. And then come back to the fact that we'd forgiven each other, you know? Yeah. But when that, Oh, at least I was try, I was hoping that one day we would get to a point where we could have peace. When it actually happened afterwards, I just did not know how to speak about those things anymore because I felt almost as though I was betraying her in some way. I don't know how to explain it. And so I stopped speaking about it, but I think that it was wrong to stop speaking about those things. Yeah. Because it was like a testimony. and, And in the end, maybe I could have been helping someone somewhere that was going through the same thing. It's just that I didn't know at the time how to do it, you know.
2: But also, the Lord, like, He prepares us in a way where, like, I spent years just with Him, not saying too much, just doing the magazine, just doing the radio, just not not speaking too much, not saying too much, not. You know, And then one day in 2020, he was like, it's time for you to speak. And when I spoke, what was coming out of my mouth was him, 100% him. Because before that, it would have been me. It would have been about me. It would have been me speaking. But what started coming out of my mouth actually surprised me. Because I had held so much in for so long. But then he was saying, let me say it for you. Because the way that I'm going to say it is going to be the way that it will touch people. Right. Right. He's amazing. So amazing. Okay, so we have about uh, three or four minutes left. So if you just want to speak anything that the Holy Spirit leads you to talk about for a couple of minutes. And then if you could pray us out, that would be amazing.
3: Everybody goes through their challenges. Everybody goes through something. And, you know, people would look at our family and many people want it to be us. That is why it's never good <laughs> to wish that you're someone else because you do not yeah. know what the X or Y person is going through at all. Mm-hmm. By God's grace, my mom and I managed to forgive each other before it was too late. Mm-hmm. And I praise God because word mm-hmm. curses go on in the atmosphere. Yes even when that person dies. And I did not realize those things until just recently. Uh-huh. Only now I understand how big a deal it was for me to forgive my mom and for her to forgive me in time, just in the nick of time. And I praise God for it because if not, you know, my mom would used to say all the time that things would be difficult for me. She would just literally say it. And, and everything I've had to do, I've always had to struggle. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Things would be easy for my sister. Things would be hard for me. Yeah. Things would be easy for her. I would have to fight. And parents, be mindful of the things you tell your kids.
2: And then- Please
3: be mindful. When I'm with my son, you know, Sometimes my son can get on my last nerve. Yes. Yeah. But that that does not mean that I am free to just Mm -hmm. over, you know, just like I cannot. We have to be so mindful about the things we say over our children, Mm -hmm. because those are things that the seeds that come out of our mouths will germinate and will bring fruit. Let's just be mindful of that and always, always be loving, always letting our kids know, at least I try yeah. to tell them. I might be angry with you for a minute, but please always tell me if something's going on with you. Yeah. Don't keep it in. Tell mom and I'll always try to help. I, I literally did not know for most of my childhood that I could have gone to my parents with a problem. I, I did not know that they would have helped me. I did not know. Yeah. And so I could have gone through so much less pain in my lifetime if I had simply spoken to my dad, told him certain things, you know, I did not know. Yeah, And so I pray, God, Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, and I, I want to thank you for this, this meeting together. Lord God, and I pray that even though the experience that I have spoken about today uh, was a strong experience, I know it might be surprising to some people, you know, that this happened in a Christian home where my, my, my parents were Christians going to church every Sunday during the week and everything, but in my house, there was total chaos. And Lord, I pray that we will not always just stop at the appearance of what is, what it seems to be, Mm -hmm. but that behind the scenes, that really, that we are holding on to you in the midst of problems, Mm -hmm. that we do not have anguish in our homes and, and And it's just not an appearance. It's not just a facade. It's just not hypocrisy, Lord Jesus, because unfortunately these things can happen. We pray that they happen less and less and they stop happening at all. Mm -hmm. But God, I pray that if there's any little girl, any little boy going through what I may have gone through when I was younger, Lord, that some discerning adult, some discerning teacher, some discerning child, can see can hear can understand can observe and find help let this child find help lord god may you send your angels to protect children that need help protect the children that are being abused and that and that teachers will be so observant and have the discernment that only you can give to help and and may parents lord god Find the help that they need through you, through counselors, through Christian counselors, through assistance of whatever kind, to overcome their problems, their issues, their psychological issues in, 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 in ways that that do not involve hurting their kids because they are hurting the adults that these children become and not only the child that is small. Father, may this talk that we had today reach the ears of someone or more than one, hopefully, that really needed to hear this. And please continue putting people in our path that need our help and then we are able to help them. Lord God by testifying to how great you are and how you have preserved our lives and how you, in the end, did help us to forge, you forged us, you helped us, Lord God, so that we can have our testimonies today to be able to help others, help people that have gone through things not to be bitter, Lord God. Bitterness, can last for a moment but it must not last forever Lord God help them to see you and what you can do through them allow them to so that that the Holy Spirit can work through them Lord God so that what really was intended for evil can be changed into good and for your glory In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we
2: pray, amen. Amen. In agreement. Whew. Powerful. Powerful, powerful. (laughs) Well, sis, we are going to definitely have to have you back on the show. Definitely, definitely, because I had goosebumps. I cried. I had goosebumps again. I cried again. Like, (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) amazing amazing episode thank you so so much for being a part of it and definitely keep me posted if you want to come back on and share another part of your testimony
3: sure thanks for inviting me kelly
2: thanks so yes, much thank you i love, oh my god. I love you you're awesome <laughs> okay we will talk really really soon i will definitely be keeping you in prayer and yes i pray that this show will reach the people that it needs to reach and i know the lord is working he is so good thanks so okay sis god soon. you we Bye will back. talk to you real soon Bye. Ciao, 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 blessings,
3: church.